Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 um, ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined as always by Armani Buckets, Brandon Deutsch and Kayla Kinnear. I'm back in studio. How are you? I'm well. I've missed you guys. It's good to be back with you all on this Wednesday. That's right. We missed you as well. We did not know it was your birthday. I didn't know it was your oh, birthday recently. Yeah. yeah, nobody it told was. us. So. Happy birthday! Rude. Happy birthday! How, how rude! How rude of <laughs> Wait, when did you? Mercosi? When did you figure out it was her birthday? Two minutes ago, when Arash oh, okay. mentioned it. I didn't even know. Yeah. Happy belated! What, what day was your birthday? December third. Oh, same as oh, my December sister. 3rd. There we go. Oh, it's the best. Yeah. It's the best day. Yeah. Yes. We had we had a Kings game, so I was working on my birthday. Did but they it win? actually was fun because then eighteen thousand people wish you happy birthday. That is. You really feel the love. Yeah, I love that. They did not win. No. Okay. Oh, well, well, speaking of not winning, speaking of not winning at Crypto.com <laughs> Arena, we do have to get into the heartbreaking Lakers loss last night. Um, listen, it was quite the journey that they took us on. Uh, they were down by 20 <laughs> points, and you're thinking that the game is over. And quite frankly, listen, we talked about it. I, mean, I had no expectations that they were going to beat the Celtics. They, uh, the Celtics, in my view, have been the, b- b- the best team all year. Coming off a 20-point loss to the, Cel- to the Clippers, I definitely thought that the Celtics would come up and be up for this game. They certainly were. They, they took a t- 20-point lead. The Lakers come back. Not only do they come back and take the lead, they were up by 13 points with three and a half minutes left in the game, and they found a way to absolutely have the worst collapses and worst losses of the season. So, listen, um, me being the glass half full guy, I, you, you do have to say that they did come back from 20 points. They did have a 13-point lead with three and a half left against the best team in the league. That being said, an absolutely unforgivable, uh, just terrible loss. And Armani Buckets, um, uh, he, he breaks down the film. <laughs> Once it's over, you you will watch it. Um, you are not going to allow this team to kind of feel good about coming back from 20 points. Uh, Absolutely down. not. All right, so you're... Uh, where do we stand on this team? Right why now? did they come back? Why, honestly, why did they come back? Because the Celtics are on the last game of a two-week road trip. They're yeah. exhausted on the second night of a back-to-back, yep. and they basically thought, "Well, this team isn't going to try, so we don't have to try anymore." And so they stopped trying. They're exhausted. All these people saying the Lakers were exhausted for from what? <laughs> you you guys had a day off. They're old, dude. They're old. Yeah, I get it, but still, it's like. I, I just don't think that even if they won that game, all the flaws that they showed in the first f- three quarters, basically, up until the end of the third quarter, those are just the same flaws we've seen all year. No defense. Nobody can guard on the team. Yeah. Pat Bev, yesterday was the final straw. I have never seen so many people since last year with Russell Westbrook bag on a guy, and rightfully so. The guy missed two straight layups. He can't guard anybody, and this team, I just don't 
I don't think they're one piece or two pieces away. I just don't. And I don't think they're going to make the play-in tournament. I really don't. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, I here's the thing. When you look back at this season, and I, and if they miss the play-in tournament, I, I think it will be close, obviously, and that's not saying a whole lot. I mean, the play-in tournament, you have to be the 10 seed. But the, the, there's been five games like this, or at least four, that they've had a lead late, and they've blown it. I think they're the only team in the league that has blown multiple double-digit leads in the last few minutes of a game. It's, just, it's, it's crazy. It's very simple. Their late-game offense sucks, and it's yeah. LeBron's fault. LeBron isolates from the top of the key or from wherever, and they have no movement. It waits till the last five seconds of the shot clock every time. And I know, Brandon, you want to jump in, because isn't that, isn't that the reason? I, I would have rather lost by 40 and never come yeah. back. Like I'm dead serious. This team is ridiculous. They're going absolutely nowhere. Maybe they still make the play-in tournament. But it's bigger than basketball. If you just look at the roster, obviously Davis is playing at an MVP level. We mentioned this on Monday, Armani. Like LeBron's late game managing is abysmal. It's the worst I've ever seen him in his career in the fourth quarter taking ISO shots. The one step against the Pistons on Sunday, they almost, he almost lost them that game too. And yeah, it was remarkable that they were able, it, it showed a lot of toughness for them to come back and get in that game regardless of the situation. Uh, there's credit where credit's due, but then you're up 13 with three three minutes, uh, what, but three and a half minutes yeah. ago, three three forty three forty five, yeah. And you, you you I mean, all you had to do was hit two shots and you win. How about LeBron's defense and that's oh my like gosh, Marcus Viral. <laughs> I mean, I guess that is the 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 guy to have open. It's the guy to have open, right? Smart is w one of the worst shooters in the NBA, but he made it. He can't be wide open. You're in the NBA. You're gonna make it. It's just ridiculous. I, I, that's my last. I have no hope for this team anymore. The way they've lost, I know they beat Milwaukee, but the, the loss, the, the choke against Indiana, the choke yeah. against, I mean, they choke like every game. Yeah. No lead is safe. With the Pacers' them. loss was kind of on par, but this was worse only because it's the Celtics, right? It's the Celtics. You got to beat the Celtics, and when you have a, a chance to come, I mean, this would have been the best win, and not even close of the season. When you look at who that they were playing, the best team in the league, it's the Boston Celtics. You're down by 20, come back, and then not only come back, you're up by 13, three and a half to go. They started celebrating. They started they celebrating. Got comfortable. And There's it's like, a problem what the heck are with you this celebrating? Team. You're a There's, below 500 team. What did we? What, what was it? Grit? What did they? have on their thing uh, uh chip chip yeah chip like there's a chip on their shoulder they play with no chip on their shoulder they're the softest team in the league i hate to say it when they have a lead they get they get comfortable and they don't want to go out there and take the big time shot you can see it in lebron's eyes he doesn't want to take the big shot davis doesn't want to take the big shot russ does but he misses half the time and he uh, hats off to him he kept them in the game uh, he, he got on the lead you know, on the you know side, like 20 points season high 14 rebounds for the, my guy but in overtime that's not russ's fault by the way ham should not have had russell westbrook in in overtime after the first two baskets i would have taken him, exactly. him out because you know he's going to shoot those jumpers oh, you know the, why is he doing that again but it's you got to put him in a position to succeed and exactly. I think at some point oh. Ham figured out listen I'm not going to let him hurt himself I'm not going to let him hurt the team Russ will be Russ which I think works the majority of the time now they figured out a way for him to be himself but you got to save him from himself at the end of the game <laughs> why wasn't the ball in I don't I, not even LeBron's hands 118 I mean it's crazy when you look at the final score and you look at where this team was at again to your point Brandon I think a lot of fans have stopped watching this team play when they saw the final score they were actually like oh like it no, was a good game no 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 not. like yeah, I, I let know. me finish what I'm saying <laughs> they they didn't watch the game so they had no expectations this team was going to win 
So when they saw the final score and didn't watch the game, they're like, oh, like it was. A, but when I sent the screen grab of how they blew that game, 13 points, three and a half left, you're at home. There's no excuse for that. Now, did you know when you're watching the game again, did you know the result? Like, do you, do no, you Okay, so you watch it fresh. Yeah. Um, I mean, so I, I think you, you do have to look at the, the journey that this game took. So, like, you blame them for going down by 20 again, right? They had no effort. They had yeah. no life. There was no life in the team at all. And the thing is, they have very few NBA players. They they really do. LeBron Davis, some nights uh, Lonnie Walker. Some n- come <laughs> okay, on now. That was unfair. That was unfair. Lonnie Walker, Lonnie Reeves, Walker, and then go to the non NBA. Lonnie Walker, players. Reeves, Westbrook. Then no more NBA players. And then players. no more NBA yeah, players. The most fascinating thing about when you look at the team from a year ago, the number of guys who didn't who, who are no longer playing in the league right now. That could be the case with the, this team. You know, when you're a below 500 team, there's not a line out the door for guys wanting to sign your, you know, sixth best player, seventh, and you go down the list. You know, if they don't make the play-in tournament, the number of guys that we see from this year's team that are not in the league or that are in the G League or that are playing in China or somewhere else, I mean, that's crazy. What is Avery Bradley doing? Let's sign him that's back a up. Great, well, <laughs> but you know, the funniest thing is was when they they kind of want to re put together that team that won the a championship. So it's like, yeah, like is there a way they can get Caruso back? Is there a way they they can get Kyle Kuzma back? Oh. Is there a way that they can, is there a way that they can just I mean, piece back together that team? <laughs> talk about. Go ahead first. Go no no go. I was ahead. just going to say it's funny that you said that because I literally came up with two trades okay. and it's for Kyle Kuzma and Alex Caruso. Yeah. And, you know, if they added those two, you would have to sacrifice one of the picks for sure. Don't do That's that. That's fine. That's fine. Listen, because I, I, I think the West is so wide open still. Listen, here's the... That's a good point. No, that is a good point. Listen, when we're talking about who the best teams are, I mean, again, not just right now, because I really don't believe when I, when I think of who is going to come out of the West, no disrespect to these teams. Like, I don't think it's the Pelicans. I don't think it's the Grizzlies. I, don't, I, I think it's a team that has a LeBron, that has a staff, that has a Kawhi, that has someone like that. If you're making that trade, why are you making it? You're trying to win a championship, yeah. right? The Celtics were toying with you last night. They are in a different stratosphere. They, they also were literally, choked. They also choked. They, they choked, but they're playing with their food. Like, they don't even take you guys remotely seriously. So I, I just think the I, West, I agree. I agree with you. I mean, at the end of the day, the you, you can say, how the heck can you blow a 13-point lead with three and a half left? They had a 13-point lead with three and a half. And so you could say, yes, they were at the end of the road trip and da 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 that's fine, but they, they it, that that loss is on the Lakers. I never, that loss is on I the never Lakers. thought I'd say this, but if Frank Vogel was coaching that team last night, they would not have choked. Well, there so we here's go. the thing: Frank Vogel is a superior coach. I mean, Frank Vogel's proven himself to be yeah. a fantastic coach. What happens though when you lose a team? And I don't agree with it, but at the end of the day, the you unfortunate thing with, with Vogel is they have to pay attention to what he's saying. Vogel is a great defensive coach, but yeah. if the players don't care what you're saying. And what have, it, it really what have we been saying for weeks, Buckets? They need to play defense to win a title. And, and look, Arash has a point. Like, I don't have hope in this team. At the same time, the Pelicans had an embarrassing loss yesterday. And they're first in the Western Conference. In the Eastern Conference, Cleveland had an embarrassing loss. Milwaukee came back and, and, and beat the Warriors. Warriors had an embarrassing loss. I mean, talk about depth. You think the Lakers have no depth. The Warriors have DiVincenzo and nobody. What does this trade look like? I mean, wait, so is this, get, get, this gets Which them one? both? Or so, okay, okay, two so separate two trades. Two separate trades. Okay. One of them was literally Pat Bev and 2027 for Kuzma. 
I mean, the Wizards are not going to do that. <laughs> That's a, like a Lake Show yo tweet. Like Tw- they're going to do this. Like twenty twenty seven. That could be. You do that trade for the first round pick, and you of the belief that this team's not going to. I'm get with you, around. but yeah. Arash, you and I both know no one is helping out the Lakers. No, Everyone I, has false hope. No listen, one's going to help so them out. So there's this thought, and I think at the end of the day, if you win a championship, that trade is worth it. But the, the Pelicans aren't. Yes, they help the Lakers out, but at the end of the day, look at that Hall of first round pick. So if yeah. I think that the that this team is not going to get turned around, that Rob Palink is a terrible GM. Yeah, give me your first-round pick. I'll take it. Hey. I mean, Pat Bev, Kuzma, what the heck do I care? If, if that's a <laughs> yeah, lottery pick... I'm just saying, we saw Kuzma in L.A. I know he's better, but like you're telling me he's going to... He can't be in Los Angeles. He just can't. I don't, care, I don't care how good he is now in Washington. He's in Los Angeles. He's going out clubbing every night. He just can't be here. We saw what was the, what was the case of that. And he's in, a, he's in a power relationship with Winnie Harlow. He, this is the, does not bode well. If you literally put him in Los Angeles, this does not bode well. He's perfect in Washington. Let him score his 22 garbage points a game where that team is going nowhere, okay? He is not going to help the Lakers win a championship. They, I would much rather have Bojan Bogdanovic because it's a guy who can shoot. So and I would, would be give for, the, up. for the same trade. Do you guys like that? Move? Yes, okay. absolutely. I would say I think that Bogdanovic definitely helps, but I just think this well, team... Well, neither does Kuzma. No one is going to put them over the edge unless they get DeRozan and Vucevic and keep Davis, which is impossible. Yeah, perimeter defense, though, for me. And Kuzma, in that respect, I would trust him more. But you, it's not just one person because... We've seen it with so many guys. Like you need multiple guys to guard the Tatum's, the Bookers, whoever's, yeah. and they have nobody right now. So even if you had one, you only have well, look one. Look at the elite teams, and that's why I have a problem with the Warriors. We talk about how great the Warriors. I don't even know if they have a guy who can guard they, a Tatum. Yeah, they don't. So they're not going to win a championship. You look at the teams that can win in the Western Conference. It's Memphis because of you know Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain when he's healthy. All the guys. I mean, they have maybe the deepest team in the league. The Pelicans, Herb Jones, Trey Murphy, both of them can guard Tatum, right? Brandon Ingram, um, Phoenix, Mikal Bridges. I mean, as bad as Phoenix has, they have a chance because of their perimeter defense. It's perimeter defense that wins championships. And last year, the Warriors stepped up because it was Wiggins. And you know, Wiggins is still a great defender, and you could put him on Tatum. But what happens if Wiggins? The re- Warriors don't win that championship if Wiggins isn't that number one overall pick. Wiggins last yeah. year, like he won them that championship. Obviously, Curry is Curry, but if you don't have Wiggins scoring twenty three a game playing elite defense, they don't even beat the Grizzlies, right? So yeah. you need that. The Lakers don't have that. And I never thought I'd say this, this is my last point. I'm going to make here. The Lakers have made me love football more. Oh, they have. I watch the Niners play, and I get such joy by a team with tenacity, riddled with injuries, counted out, third-string quarterback, and they still will take your money and win. Like it's about, it's just about good organizations. The Lakers are just not a good organization. They're a poverty organization right now. They just are. They have nobody good running it. They don't. I mean, the difference is when you look at a team. They play, and I, I know I'm going to get a lot of flack with this. This is a Rosh Markazi show. He's Lakers Nation himself. I know he's friends. <laughs> poverty with this. organization. Yes. What the hell are you talking about, bro? Because no, poverty organization. Yes, yes. I lean more with Brandon. Yes, because of you do. and this Come is on, why you guys are crazy. This is why poverty this, organization. This is why I know we won a championship, but this is why <laughs> I am just so depressed. We might never win again, and this is why <laughs> the culture is atrocious. It's terrible. You have t- great players on a nightly basis. And I mean, if you had like a Kyle Shanahan type of coach that would instill hard in them and even Andy Reid, that would instill Kyle Shanahan. You got the lead in the fourth quarter and you blow it. I I get it. I mean, like that's the culture. Oh, come on. You got it. When was the last time they won the Super Bowl? 
The, the Niners? Bro, how old were you the last time they won the Super Bowl? Were you even oh, alive? Oh, he's coming at me. Are you, were they even alive? Here, Poverty organization. It, it they won a This is why people don't ago. like Lakers fans. This type of optimism. This is the Lakers. type. This is why we have a... No, Arash, no. No, so, bro. If, if, like, if they find a way to win that game, he's not coming in here with this nonsense. I would still come like, in no, here. No, that's not where true. Do you, yes, where do yes, you rank? Is. What tier are the Lakers at as an organization speaking of like the decision making at the top the the hierarchy like, what was this conversation like two years ago when rob palenka was the was, gm of a championship team can you i know they wanted to crap on it but if they just won a championship they just the won a championship years? two years like, ago yeah. yes it doesn't matter this is more this hot take mentality like if they had won the game last night you guys are not coming in here with this fire they're You're the embarrassment not. of the league chuck is going after him every night That's fine. they have no heart they play with nothing they're soft <laughs> they're going back to their mansions and doing absolutely what nothing. Do you guys you guys are the same way like every time depending on the result of that night's game you guys will come in here and say uh, there's either a zero percent chance or i'm turning the corner on the team listen i have never said that this is a, a championship team. They are not a championship team. They are a play-in team. That they is are the a play-in team. They are. That's, they're the yeah. 10 seed. And what the heck is the 10 seed is like a 500 team. They're a 500 team. Can you pull up the West standings really quick? Because yes. who are they better than? Kings. In that it doesn't Kings, matter. The they are, are going to be a 500 right team. They, they, they will find a way to be a I think they make the play-in for yeah. that. I don't know if they're better than Oklahoma City. You're going to get mad at me, Armand, as, as bad as, as, as much as I called the Lakers a poverty org, and I, you know, I might never be a GM of the Lakers anymore if they're listening, but still, <laughs> it's like, they just have bad people running the org, they're still going to be a top eight seed. I'll say it right now, they just will, because of their talent, but they don't have the, how do you even say it, the tenacity to be a team that wins it all anymore. They had it in 2020 because of just LeBron and 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 uh, you know Avery Bradley and Davis's greatness and Rondo. Avery Bradley, that's not who you meant, yeah. right? Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo. No, but Bradley, was, no, no, Bradley before. No, but Bradley was a good culture guy was, for them. Yeah. The yeah. season, but the whole season, the he helped. Yeah, 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 he wasn't there. He didn't play, but yeah. he helped them with his culture of yeah. defense and Vogel's culture of defense. Now Ham may do that, but I think we're looking at it right now. This is just the. It just sucks so bad to be a Lakers fan. It does because we're the embarrassment of the league. We are. There's no shape, way, or form around it. I don't agree with that at all. <laughs> they're, 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 they're not a good team. I think anyone who came in with the, the expectation that this was a championship team, that's the Lakers Nation fake crazy fan base. I never yeah. thought that this was a championship team. I thought this is a play-in team. And where you have to be, a 10 seed, a 500 team, they're going to finish with, they're going to finish around 500. So what if they don't? Well, then, like, like I, we go out for drinks, and, I, <laughs> and you go crazy, Love and I have that. to, like, owe you some drinks. But at the end of the day, I mean... I, I'm saying they're the 10 seed. Like, I'm not, I have no delusions of grandeur. But you want to talk about the embarrassment of the, the league and poverty org and all this stuff. Who is it's it then? Who is the embarrassment of the league? Not the team that won a championship two years ago. But all, the, all, all the teams that are bad have a top pick. The Lakers don't. And what, and what? And what? So the Lakers are not going to find a way to attract players to come here. You, no, maybe not. Think so yeah. maybe not anymore. I mean, their culture is awful. And until Genie sells the team, absolutely not. And Rob isn't the GM. Yeah, the the bus family. That's been the problem. I mean, literally, we were having the same conversation prior to them winning the championship. There was the most embarrassing like protest outside of Staples Center, and it was called Staples at the time. Genie's got to sell. You know, Kurt and Linda get out of the way. And literally that season, that season, they won a championship. And I know Genie's your friend. I'll stop going at her. But at least Rob needs to be fired. Listen, she is the like owner of the team. She doesn't. I mean, what what do you what do you want her to do? She trusts Linda, who doesn't know anything about basketball. So Steve Ballmer is the best. How many championships has he won? 
Wow. Well, he just bought the team. This is the. But. He's bought the team. I mean, he's he's played. He's, he's been there for a while. He's been there about as long as Genie. You know. We'll in terms see. of like this, owning the this team. season with the Clippers, but I, I just I don't understand if the Pelicans end up getting even a top three pick. Yeah, the what Brandon classified as what did you say or incompetent organization? I mean, poverty also, org, incompetent yeah. org, most embarrassing. Like the hyperbole is so yeah. like over the top and out of control. It is because of how much talent they have yeah. with Davis and LeBron. You have two top ten players. And you suck. You suck. Like, literally, besides Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, you put a bunch of Shanghai Knights like, <laughs> in the, on the team. Like, Rob Polink had one job. I know he didn't have any money. Like, I'm, I'm a, uh, but a someone contract gave them, guy. Someone but gave them a good offseason grade, though. So you, you I did. I did. Because okay. of Lonnie Walker and Austin Reeves okay. in the defense with Ham. But still, the rest of the roster is awful. But, I mean, look, it was because of Westbrook. They, don't, they didn't have the money. It's the, still, shouldn't have traded for Westbrook. Well, that's for sure. We we are in agreement there. Disagree. Sorry, Kayla. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you like to see the Lakers fail. That's why she said we should have <laughs> traded for Westbrook. All right. No, listen. I want to see my guy succeed. We Hope will. Hope is not lost. No, it's it's not. And um, listen, we have we're we're gonna keep this going. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna welcome our good friend Grant Mona. So we're gonna leave it there for now. We're gonna come back with Grant when we come back right here on the Mighty or Ten Ninety in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Time. There's nothing more valuable. It's what drives everyone to make the most of every moment. We celebrate living large in the now. In a city where time disappears, we create experiences that electrify the soul and memories that will last forever. We go big, we go all night, and here, everyone is invited. So get loose and get loud. This is Circa. You'll have the time of your life. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on 1090 in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or comment, just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline and join our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, we're going to skip the questions because we're going to continue <laughs> what, what the heck we've been talking about. You know your boy, like he just, like everything's hyperbole with Brandon Deutsch. The Lakers, according to Brandon, poverty franchise, yep. most embarrassing team okay. in the league. Yep. I mean, I mean, listen, I know you're a Clippers guy, but for, for goodness sake, this team won a championship two years ago. I'm not yeah. saying that they're going to win a championship this year, but poverty org? Are you crazy? Are you kidding me? Yeah. No, no, Arash, he's crazy sometimes because here's how it goes with him. We know. This is how it goes. Anthony Davis and LeBron will have a fantastic game against the Wizards, and we'll be like, oh, they're back. Exactly. They are a top five seed in the West. And then they lose to the Celtics, where they actually played a very decent game, except for like the last five minutes, which is obviously the most important part. But they played a very good game in terms of coming back against the best team in the league. That's something to, to not like take lightly. And they're, look, they're two games out of the, the playing spot. They're two games out of the eight seed, not just the playing spot, but it's but an eight seed. 
they're not a poverty organization. They had a bad loss last night. Okay, fine. They're two games out of an eighth spot. They're still in play in contention. Nobody in the West is good. There's no reason to panic for Laker fans. Like, you have two of the best players in the league still. Yes, I still think that LeBron is still one of the best players in the league. Anthony Davis needs to get more touches in overtime in fourth quarter. That's fine. But to say that they're a poverty organization after a loss to a the number one team in the league, in fact, uh, is kind of ridiculous, in my opinion, Brent. Brent I'd rather know, be a Hornets know, fan right now. <laughs> At least we have a top oh pick. God. At least we'd have a top pick. Like, that's how bad it's been. That's that how bad it's been. That's completely ridiculous. Uh, I, I don't even know if I have to say any more about that because next game, if they if they beat another good team, like against the Bucks, when they beat the Bucks, oh, this team's back. They're back. They're gonna I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said Davis is the MVP. He is. He is. They'd have two wins without him. Okay, and you have an MVP candidate on your team. You're not a poverty organization. I'm sorry. You're just not. My my issue with it, Grant, is that Davis has to play at such a high level for them to be even remotely competent. And I just don't think it's sustainable. If you have literally like five caliber NBA players and then Davis has to play at that level, what we've seen Mm -hmm. from AD would tell us that it's not going to last. I mean, I hope it does for his sake and for me and Brandon's sake with the with the MVP bet. But I just don't see how it lasts 15 games from now if he has to put up 35 and 15 every game for them to win right and you know you're right i'm like i'm not saying there's no issues with the team but they're not a poverty organization let's just throw that out the window i I understand look troy brown jr got 31 minutes last night that that can't like as a a team that wants to not i wouldn't say contend but be a playoff team you can't have troy brown jr playing 31 minutes in a game against the best team in the league you have to have depth at that spot and i understand why they did it because they don't have any other wing defenders if you look at the last two games the Celtics have played, they played the Warriors and they played the Clippers, and both teams have depth at the wing position. The Lakers do not have that. Now, there's, you could say, okay, we'll go out and make a trade. There aren't many trades out there. You can go get Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, but you have to trade a protected first. You have to do all this. And it seems like Rob Polinka does not want to do that, and for good reason. I wouldn't pay. I wouldn't give away a very high pick for a guy that's what, in his mid to late 30s? I know he can score, but his defense isn't as great as it has been. You can go out and get Cam Reddish, but, you know, that's going to cost you something, too. I, I, I don't see a route for them. And I know Brandon always likes to say, oh, well, they're going to wait. It's good that they're waiting. You know, wait, wait, wait. What are you going to wait for? Who's going to become available that you can go and say, okay, now we're a championship team. Now we have that wing defender. Now we have that depth. I, I can't see it right now, and that's their problem. The yeah. three guys, their three stars, were awesome. But they didn't have the depth. So, uh, all right. But do you? Okay. Armand and I were talking. We were discussing this in the first segment. The analysis of us being basketball guys watching the game. Westbrook hits those first two shots. Congratulations. Give him a medal. Get his butt out of the game. Get him out of the game because he's going to shoot like forty three in overtime, right? Yeah, in overtime. Okay, yeah. After he makes those two buckets, great. That was fantastic. They have a four point lead with four minutes to go. Take him out. At least he's trying. I mean, yeah, there I like go. Westbrook. He hasn't been the issue. I never thought we'd get to that point, right. but he hasn't been right. the issue. He just hasn't. They're in that game yesterday because of him. I mean, say that again, Brandon. I, no, you're right. I mean, <laughs> I, he's like my favorite player right now. I'm not even kidding. Oh, I love that no. guy. I never thought I'd say. Oh, it. Well, we've look, changed our tune. <laughs> yeah, 
I never yeah, thought I'd say this. Crazy. I never. I'm just saying right now, Grant. This team, 15th in defensive rating, and actually improved yesterday, even with the overtime. So they're up to 15th. Right. They were 19th. They were. It was getting very bad. They do need to play defense if we're thinking about logically without the extremes. The the I call it the Brandon uh, Marxist revolutionary takes all the way to the right, all the way to the left. These like leftist like revolutionary takes that I have about the Lakers. If we're looking at just the stats, right? If they improve their defense, they're they're actually top ten in turnover percentage, which they weren't last year. They don't turn, right. they don't turn the ball over that much. Russell Westbrook's been excellent. Davis has been excellent. They're twenty second in offensive rating. That improved from thirtieth. Twenty first in effective field goal percentage. That improved from thirtieth. Twentieth in true shooting percentage. That improved from thirtieth. They just need they just and this is what I was saying like. You know, poverty org, whatnot. Okay, they're not a poverty org. Um, I, okay, I'll change wait, my wait, mind. I'll change my mind. Hold up, Grant. I've talked to your boy about this, Brad. <laughs> you you got to at least, like, go in for the show. He is already... <laughs> I, I came into the show... I, for business. The thing is, they broke my heart last night. It shattered. <laughs> I, it. I was with my girlfriend the last time I see her until January, because she's going to Argentina to see her family. And she I was so She wants to be happy. with a winner. She wants to be with <laughs> yeah, a winner and, in Argentina. And she, <laughs> meanwhile, I'm a degenerate. Looking at my phone, like, oh my god, the Lakers came back. I was jumping in the air, and then I just knew right when Grant texted me. Grant always jinxes it. He, he always jinxes it. He texted in the chat. Oh, the Lakers are back. Oh, uh. oh but he does it on purpose. I know. Secretly yeah, I loves know to see the Lakers lose. Oh, the Lakers I are back. Oh, they, immediately when he sent that text, the Celtics went on a fit. And immediately when I, I just shouldn't watch the game. When I turned it on, they were up thirteen. Oh god. Because I was with my girlfriend, and I was like, oh my gosh, I know it. Right when I turn it on, always. They choke immediately. I'm, I'm bad luck for them. But if you're just looking at the metrics, very simple, Grant. Yes, theoretically, statistically, they have a chance. The issue is roster construction. Besides Walker, Reeves, Davis, and Westbrook, and sometimes Thomas Bryant, it's really a non-talented roster. I'll admit I was wrong. I should have given them a C plus grade just because of Walker and Reeves. Or Walker and, and I, who knows, Bryant. <laughs> Walker yeah. was a great signing. If you just look at it, he's top yeah. 10 in explosive getting to the rim. He's top 10 in percentage of at the rim shots, but everyone else, I mean, I know they were financially uh, constricted, but man, it's, it's just an embarrassment Great. for us, this team. Well, I mean, it, yeah, go ahead, Armand, go who, ahead. Who are they better than out of the 10 that are currently in? Goodness gracious. I mean, <laughs> I, that, 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 that's the problem, but, but Armand, that's not the thing. Like the thing for me is that there's a lot of teams that you can say will fall out or will, I mean, you can say they'll fall out, but with the West in flux like this, like I know that, you know, Shaq brought up the point last night on inside the NBA. He's like, Oh, well the Clippers are only two losses ahead of the Lakers. People were actually on that panel saying that the Lakers were better than the Clippers right now, which is actually kind of ridiculous, but that's kind of how it, like we just said that the Clippers were a finals contender after they beat the, the Celtics. Like yeah. everyone's like, oh, Kawhi's back. Wait a second. Wait a second. You and, Hold on. You admitted with me before the Celtics game, the Clippers had just lost to the Heat, who are abysmal. They right, just lost to, right. the, to the Magic. No, I'm not we saying, agreed I'm not the Lakers were a better team going into Sunday than the Clippers. Okay, we did not say it. I said that the Lakers would beat the Clippers the next time they played them. I never said that the Lakers are a better team than the Clippers. That's actually an egregious take. If you say that. <laughs> they were on Sunday. It wasn't an I egregious take Sunday after the Clippers lost to the Magic and Kawhi was looking like uh, a farmer. It like sure he was, was. playing. It kind of was. 
I mean, the guy looks a like farmer? he was—he <laughs> looked oh like he God, was uh, changing the cable out there the first 15 games. <laughs> I mean, he was terrible. And finally, and that right there—that right there—is why I'm saying like a team can look like the '96 Bulls, and then they can look like the 2022 Orlando Magic in the West. Like, there's this 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 con- like even the Timberwolves are like 13 and 14, they're like 13, whatever they are. Like they're they're probably like one loss ahead of the Lakers, which is. Like, you can say as much as you want about how bad this Lakers team is, but the fact that they still have a chance is something, right? And their roster is, will probably get better. It's like, is it December 15th yet? No. We have one day until they can make trades with Patrick Beverly, and Patrick Beverly should be shot into the sun. I mean, this guy, he needs to be arrested <laughs> oh immediately. I don't, I don't understand why he is starting the third quarter after you just had a great run with Austin Reeves, with Russell Westbrook, with Troy Brown Jr. playing some pretty good minutes, and you start Russell, you start Patrick Beverly in the third quarter, you start Patrick Beverly to start the game. I, I understand his defense, and Brandon, you have been an advocate for his defense for a long time, and I have too. He was great for the Clippers, but there has to come a time where Darvin Ham has to say, "Put your pride aside, Darvin Ham, and start the lineup that gets you the best minutes." And he's not doing that right now. Even down the stretch, Lonnie Walker was standing in the corner while LeBron and AD were taking up twenty seconds of the shot clock and then shooting a bad shot. That is not good offense down the stretch, and that's why the Celtics won, is because they had a plan. They gave it to Tatum, he got to a spot, and he got a shot early in the shot clock. And that, that's, not, that's something I'm just not seeing on the Lakers side. Yeah. yeah. I mean, here's the thing about I, But I am glad that we've calmed down. This is my therapy. I needed to get it out. <laughs> Sorry, um, Jeannie, I apologize. Please, <laughs> please hire me as the GM. I promise you, you'll win a championship. Uh, Grant wanted to uh, get your thoughts on something else. Caleb Williams winning the Heisman Trophy. Now, a lot of yes. people, I'm going to loop in Kayla here. Maybe she thinks that this is an egregious take. I mean, they've compared Caleb to Patrick Mahomes in terms of the way that he plays. Um, Kayla, I'm not sure if you've seen Caleb Williams play, but, but effectively, he does not like the pocket. I mean, he's more comfortable. That's why in the Pac-12 yeah. championship game, when people say, what does he need to improve on? Uh, he needs to get a little bit more comfortable in the pocket. I mean, it was just really bad mm-hmm. to watch that. Um, mm-hmm. He told... He told me he's he's going to play in the Cotton Bowl, so I'm I'm very excited cool. to see him one more uh, time. Uh, first for you, Grant, and then I'll loop in Kayla. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of, listen, I mean, you can't be the next Patrick Mahomes. He is a one of one, but I mean, it's so much right. fun watching him play. Yeah, no, I mean the the Patrick Mahomes comparisons are, are spot on. I mean, you see what he can do when he's outside the pocket when he when he runs with the ball when he gets past that line of scrimmage. He's dynamic and. You know, after that run in in the Pac-12 championship, you could see how hindered he was. I mean, anybody with a bad hamstring is going to be hindered. I mean, even I mean, Patrick Mahomes is a cannon arm, but if you don't have that back hamstring to to get some some power onto the under your throws, it's going to be tough. Even for Caleb Williams, and it, you know th- that was so unfortunate because you know it, I wanted to see what he would look like in the second half against that Utah team. And we didn't get to see it. It's really good to hear that he's going to play in the Cotton Bowl because a lot of players just think, okay, I'm going to keep my draft. You know, I know Caleb Williams is going to have another year at USC, but I'm going to keep my draft stock. I'm not going to get hurt. I'm going to look at, you know, forward to next year. Um, so I'm glad to see that he's still a competitor. And he wants to compete even after the Heisman Trophy. He wants to go out there and prove something in that Cotton Bowl. And, you know, for Caleb Williams, I think that the, the big step is next year. Like, don't get too high on on your high horse you know you a lot of Heisman trophy winners that year after they win it they don't look the same you know they they don't perform at that level again and it's hard to replicate a, a Heisman season but you know for Caleb Williams I think for him it, it's going to be a, a thing where you gotta 
at least get to that level again to where you're, you're competitive. You want another Heisman. You want that national championship. You want that fire in you because a lot of guys, after they win the Heisman, it kind of dwindles a bit. It's like, I got it. You know, it, this is my team and all that, this and that. He's got to prove to, to, the, to the nation once again, like, we are a championship team. We're a playoff team. And I can be Heisman again. I don't think he's not going to win it again. But you got to be at that level again for them to be in the playoff next year. So I think the big thing for him is that that next step is that 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 mentality of like, okay, I'm I'm going to be an NFL player now. I got to play like it my last year here. Yeah, I agree. I think there's something to be said. Like Patrick Mahomes wasn't the best quarterback in no. college football, yeah. but he is hands right. down the best quarterback in the NFL. And I think mm-hmm. I. I mean, how many Heisman Trophy winners translate well into the NFL? Outside of Joe Burrow and Lamar Jackson right now, they really Mm -hmm. don't – I don't know. They don't – Wait, Heisman winners or just Heisman quarterbacks? Heisman winners. I think Derrick Henry. Henry. I mean, like – Well, Heisman quarterbacks. Yeah. Quarterbacks quarterbacks specifically. I don't know what it is about going from college football to NFL where quarterbacks just don't seem to – it doesn't translate. It's a different game. For his sake, I hope I hope he does well at the next level. I, I hope we can make those Patrick Mahomes comparisons. But until he's in the NFL yeah. and he's doing Patrick Mahomes things, I'm still mad about it. Christian McCaffrey losing to Derrick Henry. He had the single season oh all-purpose my. yards record, Fun and fact, he that's, lost. That's why they moved the Pac-12 championship game to Friday night. I mean, they, they at least wanted the voters to watch. <laughs> I mean, because his his game in that Pac-12 championship game was historic, one of the greatest games of all time. I mean, Derrick Henry was great, but the SEC bias, man. I mean, McCaffrey was by far the best player in college football for two years. He should have at least won it once. Yeah. You know, I don't know why I'm still mad about that. And I didn't make these decisions. SEC bias. <laughs> I'm telling you, SEC bias. It's like um, you ever. I mean, what a bad night last night. The Lakers lost. And I was watching The Voice, and then they they voted that guy <laughs> Bryce Bryce Leatherwood because he wrote a cowboy hat. Now you win automatically. The Voice when Bodie should have won or other guys should have won. Real bad night. I mean, literally, who's voting wow. out there? The SEC bias. The South is running America. We need to stop this. We need to get back the power of the West. We need to vote more. Listen, Caleb Williams won the Heisman, so I think, I think that's because he was leaps and bounds. I'm yeah, telling you, you if if they could have given it to Stetson Bennett, if he had 40 touchdowns, they would have. Yeah. If Hinton Hooker doesn't get hurt, I think. Yeah, yeah they would have given it to it him. It is yes, so interesting. The stars have to align just right. I mean, it was it was Hooker, it was C.J. Stroud, but then you know when a team loses and a team plays poorly, all of a sudden Caleb Williams goes from really not being talked about, I mean, you know, to the Heisman. So, I mean, he... Arashi going to bet on him for next year? No, listen, Grant brought up a really good point. I think the voters generally, unless it's not even debatable, are not going to give the Heisman to the same player two years. And this hasn't happened before. And I think there's... We've we've had situations where players have come back. It's just really hard. It's like really Bryce hard. this year. Yeah. Bryce Young. I mean, yeah. had one of the best seasons ever, 50 touchdowns. And yeah, he had many less weapons this year, but he didn't win it. Yeah, it's, it's just so hard. I mean, I, I think Caleb Williams does have a fantastic year next year. Will come back. But unless he's leaps and bounds, not even close, you know, I, I don't think they're going to give it to him two years straight. But... That being said, Grant, okay, where are you sitting tonight? Are you going to the Clippers game tonight? You are always at these games. I am. Okay. Yeah. Uh, by the way, yeah. folks who want to go to tonight, $9 will get you into the door of the Minnesota Timberwolves yeah. versus the uh, Clippers. So where do we sit with the Clippers right now? Again, coming off a big, good 20-point win against the Celtics. Momentum, consistency, that's been the biggest problem for, for this team. Your thoughts going into tonight's game? Yeah, obviously, you know, the best win of the year against the Celtics. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with me there. Um, but, you know, with this team, it's, it's 
kind of like playing to your level. Like they, like Brandon said, they lost to the Magic and they lost to the Heat in, in horrible fashion. And then they come back and they come back home and they beat the, the best team in the league by 20 where everyone looks like they're the best players in the league. Like they, Paul George and Kawhi look like the best duo in the league. And then against the Magic and the Heat, they look like one of the worst duos in the league. So like you said, Arash, consistency is the name of the game right now. It seems like they're getting healthier, which is good, and, and knock on wood that, you know, they stay healthy for the rest of the year. And, and, you know, they're going to take games off. I know Kawhi is going to sit on this back-to-back. They play the Timberwolves. They play the Suns tomorrow in the back-to-back at home. So he will be playing tonight, but he will be sitting out tomorrow. Um, you know, Norman Powell is still out, and he's a big part of their, their bench unit. Um, so we haven't really seen, you know, people saying, oh, they're finally healthy. We actually still aren't fully healthy because Norm Powell's a, a huge, he's probably the third best scorer. And, you know, we haven't seen him in a, in a long time on this Clippers team. So tonight against the Timberwolves, they're going to go small ball. This is what they did against Rudy Gobert in, in the playoffs two years ago. This is what they do every time they play the Jazz in the past season when they play the Timberwolves now. They're going to go small ball. And that means that Zubas isn't going to get minutes. That means that we're going to see a lot of Marcus Morris and Nico Batum minutes. Um, and, you know, for me, what I'd like to see is Kawhi being the same guy that he was on, on Monday, you know, because a lot of times, you know, during the season, I've seen Kawhi look like he was the guy two years ago. And then other times he looks like he's washed. So I think for, for that team, it's consistency. Paul George has always been good. He's been good all year. He's averaging, I think, 30 points a game in his last five games. So he's been absolutely sensational. Um, but I, I'd really like yeah. to see the bench unit come together and, and do stuff like that. So. You know, the Clippers, they, they just needed some consistency, and I, I think this big stretch for the next three games are going to be it. All right, last uh, last question here, unless LaRoche has a follow-up, but tomorrow night we have two <laughs> minutes left, or one minute and 30 seconds, Grant. San Francisco, right. Seattle, do they clinch? I think it's a trap game because the Pete Carroll always gets one against Kyle. Brandon, you always think that it's a trap game. You think the Niners are going to lose every game. I'm glad the Chiefs beat their butt. I'm glad the Chiefs beat their butt. They won six in a row after that. They needed their butt beat. The Seahawks have lost three of the last four. The Niners will win. Brock Purdy will look great, and everything will be fine. And then you'll come on the air tomorrow, and you'll say, oh, the Niners are so good. So that's my prediction right there. I that can't is a say great that. Brandon impersonation. Immediately that when I say the Niners funny. are good, they suck. So I always have to have I, some skepticism. I do have to give Brandon this because I'm like, like, who, like this third string quarterback. He's got a nickname already. BCB. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, BCB. like this guy was the last pick in the draft. He, he, he's been a third string quarterback. And all of a sudden he's going to be your guy. And I'm watching that, that game in New York going like, oh, my God. I, I mean, you know, what about the egregious <laughs> takes people I'm comparing to Brady? Like on, they're like you were one of them. No, no, I didn't say that. I said, I said it would be the most miraculous thing if he took him. It'd be better than Brady. But guys yeah. are on radio shows saying this guy's the next no, yeah. Tom Brady. Listen, I mean, here's the thing. It's fun to watch him play. It's fun to watch. Listen, I'm not a 49ers fan. I do not like the 49ers, <laughs> but it is fun to watch them play. They play with a lot of heart. I like, you know, a team that has gone through so much. Finding a way, unlike like every, another team exactly. in LA, doesn't play with any a, heart. Finding a way to find a way <laughs> Full circle. Uh, to win. Uh, Grant, we will uh, see you where you're going to watch the game tonight. Clippers, Timberwolves. We'll have you back on the show next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, "Stay safe, and stay healthy." This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Hard part about it, brother got smoked by a fiend. Trying to gloss on him.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.